Welcome to Neutral Site. We're the college football podcast for the most passionate fans, regardless of your team. You already know the ins and outs of the day in and day out of the sport, and that's why we bring you more than just scores and schedules. We find the overlooked stories and underused data across the best sport in the world. And today, Houston, is a show that I wasn't uh, really high on until we started texting over the weekend. Uh, You know how I feel about uh, the playoff rankings in general, although this past weekend, the final, real, only rankings that matter came out. That's right. I was pumped. Um, Yeah, we've talked about this for several weeks now. Eh, When does it start mattering? Right. Well, I think the answer is this week. This is going to be an interesting episode because I, I, we haven't really talked besides just texting back and forth. We no haven't got notes. each other's no show notes, no serious opinions or hot takes well, on you, what transpired with the with the show. I wouldn't um, exactly say that. You, uh, I mean, this okay. show came out because you came out. You were, <laughs> you don't, you're a pretty even keel guy. But I started getting some text messages from you yesterday that was uh, pr- pretty heated. I mean, not you know as heated as you get, pretty heated. And I was <laughs> yeah. kind of like, all right, uh, you know. Houston's fired up. Let's uh, let's get this on the let's get this recorded and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let's jump into it. But first, let's talk about vivid seats, guys. There's some great games, Glenn. This Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, Clemson. We'll get into it. Obviously, Ooh, I think it's going to be one of the better games of the year. Maybe the first or the best first round matchup in these in the new playoff system that we have. December 28th. Guess what? There's still tickets available to this game. You should get them at Vivid Seats. Download the mobile app, the Vivid Seats mobile app. You can go in there, select your section, select your row. I was on there this morning looking around. You can sort by price if you want a more expensive VIP-style ticket. Uh, go on there, search around. So go on there, download Vivid Seats mobile app, search by price, section, row, and you'll be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats reward program, meaning Every purchase you make on the mobile app, you'll get some uh, credit back. Not only that, there's a 100% buyer guarantee. So anything you buy through Vivid Seats, 100% guaranteed that you're going to enjoy it. Theater shows, concerts, Fiesta Bowl tickets, whatever you want. Go to App Store, go to Google Play, download the app. You'll be automatically enrolled in their new loyalty program, and you'll get that 100% buyer guarantee. Download, Download the app, join when you check out. Make sure you use our promo code OVERTIME. That's one word, OVERTIME, and you can save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. Download, use our promo code OVERTIME, save up to 100 bucks. Enjoy that Fiesta Bowl. Enjoy that Orange Bowl. Go Gators. <laughs> okay, so I think before we really uh, jump in, because this is about the rankings mm-hmm. and the bowl games. It's kind of that combination. Um, I'm sure most people already know what is going on with the rankings, but I just want to do a quick rundown of maybe the important ones. So I want to take, I want to just say run off the top 12, right, real quick of the rankings, and I'll and then I'll run off the playoffs in the New Year Six. All right. Let's go. LSU number one, Ohio State, which that flipped last week after the championship. So LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma make our top four. Georgia five, Oregon six, Baylor, Wisconsin, Florida nine, Penn State ten, Utah eleven, Auburn. Alabama, Michigan. Let's say that's that, that's the top 14. Okay. Then the playoffs with uh, the New Year's Six is Ohio State versus Clemson, as you mentioned, in the Fiesta Bowl. LSU versus Oklahoma, one versus four in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia, which is favorable for LSU there. 
location-wise. So, and then the New Year's Six is Baylor versus Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, Wisconsin versus Oregon in the Rose Bowl. That's going to be fun. Virginia versus Florida in the December 30th in Orange Bowl, and Penn State versus Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. That, that's what we're looking at, just to kind of set... Because I think that's it's around that that the that our conversation is going to kind of revolve. So, Houston, come out hot, man. What what we what what stood out to you? I mean, what were you texting me about? Um, let's put it on the air. Let's put it on record. Uh, well, first, I think this is a, a a common thing. But you know, for the the playoff committee, they got they got lucky again this year with that Utah loss. <laughs> they it did. Going to be uh, made it easy. A, yeah, it made it easy for them. It was going to be a potentially tricky decision between Oklahoma and Utah if Utah would have won. I, they nailed the top four easy. I think we all knew what was going to happen with that. The somewhat controversy is, you know, the seeding. I don't know if that's a hu- huge deal because you got to win out anyway. So let's go. I, yeah, I was surprised, man. Here was here was kind of my hot take um, was I feel like they did not punish some of the folks – for losing in their conference title games, which makes sense. But then um, they punished people who didn't make it. Okay, for example, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there. I'm a Gator fan. Florida was number nine in the playoff ranking coming into the weekend. They were obviously not in the title game. They stayed at number nine, even though a couple teams ahead of them lost that were in arguably weaker conferences, weaker divisions. Big 12 doesn't even have divisions, but... I was kind of bummed to see, for example, Oregon. They jumped seven spots, man. They jumped up all the way up to number six because of that victory over Utah. Is that fair? I don't know, man. I, I know they, they credit these conference okay. champions, which makes sense, but, man, it's see, – See, know. okay. So this – this and that's an interesting point. Like, do you – do you, I, don't, I think it's a, it was actually said during the Wisconsin-Ohio State game. The announcer was like, Wisconsin, who honestly played – at least in the first half, really well in an overall game, pretty well, shouldn't be punished drastically for those. I mean, they should, you know, uh, they didn't drop at all, but I kind of get it. They played really well. They lost Ohio State again. Ohio State's clearly better in an elite team, so they're not punished. You texted me yesterday. You said, um, not so many words, Oregon is is 6th and Auburn is 12th. That's BS, right? That was kind of the the intent of the text. And I'm curious, was it what makes it BS to you? Like, what is bogus about that? Because Oregon's in, they have an easier path, and they lost to Auburn. Right, um, but but are they? they but it, is it because they're is it because they're ranked ahead of Auburn, or is it because they're ranked six that that bugs you? It's it's both. Um, they're okay. so far ahead of Auburn, even though Auburn beat them, it's crazy. Auburn. Obviously, I think we we could all agree had a much more difficult path uh, throughout their season. Their schedule's brutal. They beat Oregon, yet Oregon's still what seven, eight spots ahead of them, whatever they are. I, I, I so get it that Oregon yeah. won their conference, and that's important. But come on, like if you put Oregon and Auburn back on the same field again, you know, <laughs> Auburn's not seven or eight slots below them in the rankings. I see, think. okay, see, that's where I agree. See, I think I think it makes sense that Oregon is ahead of Auburn. Yes, Auburn head-to-head matters, but also context matters, right? First game of the year, close game, neutral location. I mean, it was a like I, I don't I don't know that you say you put Auburn. I'd love to see it, but you don't. I don't know that you put Auburn and Oregon on the field again. That it's that I, I don't know that I'm betting on Auburn, like. Oregon is very good. I mean, you and I talked about that 
lead sure. you into this. But I do agree with you. Like that was a pretty huge reward. It feels like they moved Oregon there because they wanted to put them in a certain bowl game, more yep. more so than than like seven spots. I think, for example, the Jeff uh, Sagrian rankings is kind of what I've been going to, especially for strength of schedule. I mean, he's not the only one or the necessarily maybe the best, but he's I, I think he's well respected in terms of his rank, uh, you know, schedule strength of schedule rankings and his rankings. I mean, he for example has Oregon eight and Auburn ten. I think it's much more reasonable rankings because Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like the second hardest schedule, but the point I would make is that they lost the big games. They couldn't win the big games. A- any of the real big matchups, really, they couldn't win. So Auburn's, they won a pretty big one. They won a pretty big one against Oregon. Was the only one that was the only big game that they won, though. Meanwhile, at least Oregon, uh, while they did lose that closely, did go out and beat Utah. Like I, I, I'm just saying, like and again, first game of the year. I think that's a different like the way a team starts and the way a team finishes does matter. So. I agree with you that it's that difference between them, that delta is an issue, but I think it's, I'm just going to disagree with you on the fact that I think it's reasonable that Oregon's, I do think it's probably the better team than Auburn overall. Not yeah, by a lot. I mean, I, yeah. I get it. I was just kind of surprised that they jumped um, yeah. that much, especially this isn't a conspiracy. We, we talked uh, about conspiracy theories quite a bit uh, in the past, but the chair of the playoff committee is the Oregon athletic director. You know? Ooh, spicy. Yeah. yeah so, I, I don't know. I know. I, I agree. And my first, my, my gut instinct was the same. You kind of touched on it, but um, did they move them up to make the Rose Bowl look better? Yes. I don't know. Um, I, I do. I do think so. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, here's it. Go ahead. But I mean, Oregon's going to that Rose Bowl no matter what, because of these contracts, they won the PAC 12. They're going. So yeah, I, I don't know. Do they want a higher-ranked team in that Rose Bowl? Here's the other thing I would say. The other thing, like looking at the rankings, here are the other things that stood out to me. Uh, two things. Number one, I think five through seven: Georgia, Oregon, Baylor. I don't know that those three teams are honestly better than Wisconsin, Florida, and Penn State behind them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm just saying, but the difference is that all those teams have that extra, uh, you know, ha- had an extra game. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that part's interesting. Like, is Baylor better than Wisconsin and Florida and Penn State? I don't. Baylor's good. Baylor's a top ten team, but they should probably be number ten there. Georgia, excellent defense, but that offense, as we saw, is not all that strong. So are they better than I don't know? Wisconsin, Florida, Penn State. You know, we'll see. Um, the yeah. other thing I think was kind of bogus was Utah really got dinged for a loss. Like, I mean, they dropped six spots. I I think I I, I don't I just think that's a, that was a pretty drastic. Um, I don't think they should be in the playoffs at all. Or you know. I just, I just was surprised, or maybe even the New Year's Six, and they wouldn't be anyway. I thought that was kind of surprising to see them punished that much for uh, their loss. I get They should be punished because they lost, but that much? Well, that's the thing, too, is they keep saying, hey, some like Wisconsin, for example, they're not getting punished for losing to Ohio State. Well, Utah got punished. Georgia got punished pretty severely for losing. I, I don't know that Georgia LSU. did. I mean, I get your point that, they, that, they're out of, that the punishment is not being in the playoffs, but— Yeah, that's pretty big. It is, but they only dropped one spot technically. So yeah. it is, it is, yeah, it is being big, being knocked to the playoffs. But I think, I think, like, do, would you make an argument that Georgia deserves to be in over Oklahoma? No, I wouldn't. And and I know, like, sometimes I'm a SEC homer, but no, I don't. I think Oklahoma deserves to be in there. I thought they were the clear choice. Great season, beat Baylor twice. But but going back to the Auburn thing, man, the fact that Oregon is that far ahead of them, I I can't let this go because. 
Auburn I get, beat, I, I get that. They beat Oregon. They beat Alabama, who's a great team. Fair. And, and yeah, their fair. three losses were all against top 10 teams, Georgia, LSU, Florida. The fact that Auburn is that far ahead of them is completely ridiculous, and that was my number one, um, I guess, complaint or gripe with this this new ranking. Oregon that far ahead of Auburn because Auburn has one more loss is is completely ridiculous. I I again I I agree that the the difference between the two is is ridiculous. I don't I think that Oregon should be ranked ahead of Auburn because again yes Auburn's two big wins Oregon. Like, Auburn's a legit team. They have, at least according to Zagrian and, and I think a lot of other rankings, have one of the top five hardest schedules. No question. So they, they're really good, but uh, they're two big wins. Oregon, neutral site, hashtag neutral site, uh, start of the year, right? So just context. Two, Alabama, end of the year, no Tua, right? And, and great game, epic, uh, close, but no Tua. So I think yeah. that's it. And then they lost all their other big games and their non-conference schedule. I mean, they're really their strength schedule because of their conference, not because of their non-conference. Um, again, Oregon, you, you know, being the, the uh, exception. So as a whole, I agree with the difference. I just do think Oregon's ahead of them. Here's where I'll call out, and I've been saying this particularly a lot the second half of the season. The AAC, man, no respect. Memphis yeah. didn't move at all. At all, Mem- right? I, I mean, think they were. They took a hit because they played the same team that they already beat. I think, but yeah, so they, they should have jumped up. Here's the thing, though, and and we talked about this a few times throughout the year about the the playoff committee. They, I think, they knew. This is just my opinion, or maybe a gut reaction or instinct is they knew they didn't have to move them up because as they're long in, as you're yeah. that highest ranked team, they're in. So. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but but I agree. They've had a great year. They've played some good games. They probably could have uh, bumped them bumped them up a, a couple notches at least. I don't you know looking at the the teams ahead that's of them. I don't know who you who you put them ahead, but they they know they were in, and that's kind of all that matters, I think, for Memphis, right? Now the Memphis strength of schedule and the AAC, most of the teams strength the schedule as a whole is pretty low at like seventy for Memphis, mm-hmm. and and most of the AAC is like that, but. And that's in the Sagarian rankings. But again, the the, the strength of schedule is always dependent also on how you view the, the strength of a conference. And I think the AAC has been underranked for most of the year. And just evidence that, and so here's some evidence for that. Uh, the Sagarian ranking for Clemson's strength of schedule is 60. So only 10 spots higher than Memphis. And that's because, as I've been saying, the AAC is a better conference than the ACC top to bottom. Clemson is an elite team should be in the playoffs should be ranked number two or, or number, number three. Uh, and I would, Ohio state's gotta be, we obviously that's going to be a great game to your point, but the, the AAC is a better conference than the ACC. And I don't think that was appreciated uh, in the final rankings, but to your point, it doesn't necessarily matter in the year six, but I do think it matters kind of further down the line. For example, now yeah. a couple things I'm disappointed in the bowl games here. I'm going to start with it. I'm disappointed to my point of the AAC versus the ACC, and we talked about this last week, that the AAC should play the ACC more. That's where their opportunity to jump up is as a conference. But Virginia versus Florida, Penn State versus Memphis, I want to swap those teams. I want Memphis versus Virginia and Florida versus Penn State. That would be – I know you can't do that because of the way that the Orange Bowl is set up, but that's what I wish was happening. But but what if Memphis beats Penn State, right? That's a huge, That would be bigger than them beating Virginia. 
it, it would be bigger, but here's what I'll say. I think the AAC is better than the ACC, and that's as far as our goal in my support of the, okay, of the okay, AAC. You see, like, like if Memphis beats Penn State, then they then I underestimated that conference, and I underestimated that team because I don't think that's going to happen. But Memphis beating Virginia, I think that's happening. That's what I would bet on happening. So so I think I already know the answer to this, I believe. We, we touched on this a couple weeks ago. With we were talking about the one of our overlooked stories about the ACC possibly having a unranked team in the Orange Bowl, they got to blow this system up, right? This the connections with the conferences so. they got to get rid of this. Is anybody talking about that? And you you, you said this we have to start a movement. Maybe we do. But is anybody else? Ta- have you heard anybody else talking about that being an issue in this and everything else that's being lost? I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm I've not seen, hearing it. I've seen like one sentence comments in passing, but no one's really focusing on it. I haven't seen any in depth articles. The fact that these team Virginia, man, and like maybe I'll put my foot in my mouth in my mouth because Florida's playing them. Virginia does not belong in the Orange Bowl. No, okay. no, you um, you guys better you guys better crush them. Otherwise, that honestly, that's embarrassing for y'all. I'm just gonna it would be it would be for sure, and it's embarrassing for the Orange Bowl. Like, yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good question. I haven't seen anybody significantly complaining about this. But even going back to the you know the group of fives, Boise State deserves to be in a better bowl game than Virginia Agreed. at this point. Uh, you know, Virginia is twenty four. Come on, yeah, yeah. It, it, in Navy, okay, SMU. I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump right to that. Then they, I, my opinion is they left Virginia number twenty four, even though they got completely blown out because <laughs> yeah. they wanted a ranked team in the Orange Bowl. It's that's exactly ridiculous. it. That's exactly. It's exactly. Honestly, I, I don't. I mean, we've talked about this before. Outside of the top. Six, the rankings, it's like you're just guesswork to a certain extent. I think that's a little it less is. true in the final rankings. But 100%, I believe, I mean, Virginia got blown out. What happened to Utah when they lost to Oregon? And somewhat kind of got a blowout. They dropped six spots. Virginia right. dropped, exactly. what, one spot in the college football playoff rankings? But st- they swapped with Navy. That was it. That's exactly. And so that is my number one complaint with the committee is they need to decide if you're going to punish people for losing in your conference championship game or if you're not going to punish them. See, inconsistency. They're doing doing both. I think that's the most valid complaint. Like, again, I'm going to say it now. I've said it before. College football playoffs are better than the BCS system. By far. I I fully believe. But one of my biggest complaints, maybe the biggest, most legitimate complaint, is inconsistency year-to-year, game-to-game conference to conference of the college football playoff committee that's correct glenn i'm, I'm getting fired up here let's take a quick <laughs> break so i can calm down a word a quick word from our sponsors all right so i think we both agree that virginia maybe should not be in the orange bowl did anything else stick out to you yeah. i mean the, the committee got the top four right okay i think but what stuck out to you what do they miss what do they nail so I, w- I want to go. I want to go outside the committee at this point because I, I think uh, you know you and I talk about it all the time. This is this is a show for uh, of passionate college football fans, college football. We're homers for our own mm-hmm. teams at moments, but we're neutral sites, so we can take a broader picture. And we love college football as a whole. We know our listeners do too. So it's the other bowl games that also kind of there's some that stand out to me as like I'm excited, and some that I'm kind of disappointed in. Just for example, I mean the Outback Bowl, usually a joke. But Minnesota versus Auburn, that is a game right there. Uh, Michigan versus Alabama in the Citrus Bowl, that is a game. Those are some games right there. Texas versus Utah, um, I think we'll get to see, like, 
I think that's a litmus test for Utah more than it is anything else. That's in uh, where you're at there, Houston, in the Alamo Dome, uh, recently mm-hmm. ranked one of the worst college football stadiums, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Um, I don't think that game is nearly as interesting, but I think that's actually a, a good kind of litmus test for the quality of Utah and the quality of our statement over are they, you know, were they overly punished? So those games stand out to me as a lot of fun. And the fact, going back to Utah, though, the fact that they got punished so harshly for losing that game, they're taking on tech, unranked Texas team in the Alamo Bowl. Like, first of all, they're coming into Texas territory, let's face it. Yeah. And facing an unranked team, I, I, don't, get, I don't get how that happened. I feel like Utah should be in a higher level bowl. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. That one does, it, I think it is interesting. To me, it doesn't make sense how they match those teams up. No, I think that one's ridiculous. Another another good matchup, though, I think was well done, was Boise State versus Washington. And then yeah. I also think Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy, I saw a tweet from him, or uh, a tweet with a quote from him in an interview, and he made the comment. He said, like, Texas A&M is the best, uh, what did he say? Was it four loss, five loss? Uh, team in the history of college football. That was his, that was his comment because you know they played number one, they played number one, they played number one, and they played number four. Here it was, yeah. I think they are the best seven and five team in the history of the NCAA, in my opinion. They have lost to number one, they have lost to number one, they have lost to number one, they have lost to number four, and they've lost to number twelve. They are definitely a top twenty team. And Oklahoma State it is still a, a strong team, so I think that's a, an underrated game in its own right. Um, in terms of like you look at the rankings or you look at the records, it doesn't look impressive, but both teams have a lot of talent, uh, and that's a Big 12 SEC matchup. I think that's a fun one in uh, the Texas Bowl. I I agree, but didn't didn't these bowl games miss an opportunity to put Oklahoma State versus Utah and then have Texas Texas A&M in a bowl <sighs> game? That's a, that's a missed opportunity. It I, I agree, but uh, like you know, talking to Jordan, you know, uh, third generation Aggie, her uh, she's my she's my most reliable Aggie source. She talked about the fact that a lot of like her opinion and, and others are that they will whoever they is um, will avoid a Texas Texas A and M rematch until like they can build all the attention around it. So you do it in a bowl game, and it's kind of a throwaway matchup versus like restarting the series is like a it, it it should be on the level of like the red river rivalry or the iron bowl it should be on that level and i feel like if you tried to do it in the texas bowl or uh what is what is texas in the alamo, alamo bowl, bowl yeah it's like it's just it's not really the same appeal not it's going to have less attention to it uh, and so i think that's part of what maybe is going behind it yeah but isn't I, I agree that that's probably the reason, um, and I'm not doubting like you know that that's the the word on the street. But isn't isn't some recognition of the game better than none? I don't know, man. I, I, maybe I'm maybe I agree, I'm just selfish but, because I yeah. I love that rivalry. I want to see Texas Texas A and M play. I wish they played every year. Um, I think it's it's a missed opportunity. I, I agree. Here's a here's another missed opportunity I think is out there is um, I was just pointing an FAU versus SMU. Honestly, like, again, SMU, AAC, this is kind of my opinion, riding through that. Um, but like that, I, I don't care about FAU playing them, I'll be honest. But So it's kind of disappointing seeing them not matched up again, uh, matched up a bigger one. Again, I think the Boise State-Washington one could be an underrated one. Um, mm-hmm. Iowa versus USC, I'll, I'll be interested to see how that actually finishes and what that says about USC. Kansas yeah. State versus Navy, I think that's a cool matchup. Um, 
AAC rep right there for Navy. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, again, I, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about AAC getting big matchups. And I think SMU versus How, how about this one? Though? I was not... laughing at I just I just scrolled across this matchup. Air Force, Washington State. Can you get any yes. in styles? The top running team, one of the top running teams versus the top passing team. Oh, that, that's, that's a good be, call. Yeah, cheat. that's the Cheez-It Bowl. Oh, <laughs> dude. So, uh, Cheez-It Bowl get... is a classic bowl. Remember last year's uh, the best, worst college football game, bowl game of all time, <laughs> Cal versus TCU. Terrible, a... terribly slow and surprisingly entertaining game. Um, and it's a uh, 10-15 kickoff, so all-day football with the Cheez-It Bowl. Yes. Uh, Wyoming versus Georgia State. You know how we feel about the Georgia State Panthers and uh, Dan Ellington down there. Uh, I, I don't know what his health is looking like in this one. I hope he's feeling good for it. And, um, I think you and I have a, a personal interest. How do you feel about Tennessee versus Indiana? I think that's going to be a great game. I've seen – I think it's a close, like, rough spread at this point. I've seen predictions going either way. Tennessee's on a roll. Their defenses look good. For the last five, six weeks. I think that's going to be an interesting game. I, I think Tennessee will be a little more fired up to play in that game considering how they started the season than Indiana will. I think it's going to be a good game. I I think Tennessee might be able to pull that one off, though. Oh, that'd be that'd be a really disappointing one for Indiana, who had a great year and their the coach just signed a, a, a large extension. Now, what I was talking about ACC versus AAC, and here's one I missed earlier, so this is what I'm looking forward to Cincinnati versus Boston College. Uh, there's an opportunity for the AAC to stake a flag in the ground. Yeah, that's a that's a great opportunity because Cincinnati's pretty solid. I'll be honest, I didn't even think BC was bowl worthy or eligible. So, <laughs> news to me, <laughs> news to me. I mean, yeah, uh, Iowa State versus Notre Dame. Um, I think that I think that could be interesting. I, I, I'd lean Notre Dame pretty heavy at this point, but we'll see. But isn't that another weird one? How is Iowa yeah, State? Yeah, that's weird. Rough year playing the, what, number 15, 14 or 15 team in the country. How does that work out? I don't know. Uh, I mean, Iowa State's, Iowa State's not as rough as you you may realize. Uh, where, where is no, State? I know they've had, you know, all their losses are close games and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, here's I, what, I feel like Notre, Notre Dame. Here's what know, surprised probably. me. Here are the things that surprised me. So my, my TCU Horn Frogs uh, will not be going bowling. Part of me is very relieved in that. But I, I know that. And then... I look at who is going bowling and know the storyline for these other teams. Um, Miami's in a bowl game. Uh, Florida State's in a bowl game. Uh, surprised and disappointed. Uh, did, did, was that the did the stare down conference? This, in the background, we got some some dogs barking. Uh, your side, Houston, is that the uh, was that the dog stare down came to a conclusion? Conclusion. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So that, I don't know if they're Georgia fans. I hope not, since this is a Gator household. Uh, but they're getting excited about something out there. Maybe they're fired up that uh, Iowa State's playing Notre Dame. I don't know. Both season, yeah, baby. Um, I mean, Washington's, you know, uh, Chris Peterson stepping down. They're in a bowl game. Uh, man, like that, I'm just like, man, it was a disappointing year for TCU. But here's my here's a silver lining, right, a little bit. Uh, or not silver lining, I thought this was funny. Sagrian had them in his rankings, ranked as 33 in the nation uh, at 5-7. and seven. <laughs> Uh, wow. If AM's if AM's you know the best seven and five team in college football history uh, definitely this season uh, TCU may be the best non bowl eligible team this season whatever that's yeah, worth I, I think the uh, the A and M Iowa State TCU thing they're all very similar I, I, I think you read it off last week but TCU had what I don't know six losses six losses by a total of or something yeah like we we lost a total of six games by 
30 points. He scored 30 points more in the season at the right moment, and TCU's 11-1. But I don't think we're, so we're, you, not, we're not an 11-1 team. I mean, like, we're not that good. We're too sloppy and inconsistent, and offensive line is terrible, and quarterback is the future of Duggan, but he was just didn't, was missing his touch a lot of the time in game, big moments. Okay, so you, you mentioned that you're relieved maybe that they aren't going bowling. And this could go for any team, but I'll, I'll use – I'll ask this of you as a TCU fan. Would you rather go to a lower-tier kind of crappy bowl or not go bowling at all? Um, I think it's what you're – I would rather go to – I don't know. I think, it, I think it depends on what your expectations were in the season. I would say part of me is relieved not going bowling because I don't have to, like, suffer through a game and disappointment and frustration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that said – uh, you know, what Patterson would say, I'm sure what any coach would say is two things. One is you want to give your seniors a chance to go out on a high note with a, with a win in a bowl game. And I think that's a bummer for the seniors that are leaving rate and, or going to the draft early, like Rager yeah. guys and Lucas or Lucas names out for the year, but guys like that, I think that's disappointing for them. And then two, with this young group, I wouldn't mind them having a very, uh, you know, playing like Fresno state in a bowl game and getting another game, you know, game of experience under their belt mm-hmm. in a very winnable matchup. No offense, Fresno State. I just picked you off the list there. So I think that <laughs> would be a plus. Um, but, you know, it's not happening, so I can move on with my season and just enjoy the football, you know, playoffs and bowl season as a whole on my own. Yeah, no, that's a good point because sometimes you get stressed. So if- like for me, an example, Florida's in a good bowl game. I'll be stressed for the next few weeks about they, they got to beat Virginia. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a big payout and recruiting tool for Florida. You know, you maybe if they were tier game, we got to yeah. But that's that's what you're saying is like, I, like it's cool that we're in it. Obviously, it's awesome, but you know, it's still stressful. So maybe you know, there's sometimes uh, it's it's nice not to have to have to stress about it too. Yeah. All right, man. You got any other takes on this? I wanted to ask real quick your opinion on Alabama being number thirteen. Mm, um, I'm just looking. I'm just reminding myself. That, yeah. So I mean, they okay. Here's what, here's what I say. I think the amount because they it was last week that they dropped from what they dropped from like I'm just going back to the because they dropped from by fifth to uh, yeah significant yeah yeah fifth, they dropped fifth fifth to twelfth last week and then they dropped another one to thirteenth. I think I don't have a problem with what happened from week 15 to week 16, but going back, I do have a problem with them dropping seven spots after a loss to Auburn. I think, <laughs> and, and to that point, I think they could compete against. I think they could compete against any team. Mm-hmm. I think they could compete against any team on this list. Probably, I mean, I, I don't know LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. Probably not. Um, they may actually struggle against Oklahoma. Again, people are still are hating on Oklahoma's defense, but it, people don't, I don't know if they just don't look at the numbers, but Oklahoma's defense is not elite at all, but sub, like significantly better. So outside maybe the playoff oh, yeah. teams, I think Alabama could reasonably compete with any team in the top 12. So, yeah, I think it's kind of bogus how far they dropped. But at the same time, I, I know it does matter for Alabama fans. But like I'm not unhappy about it. I, I like all I like most of the matchups other than Virginia. I like most of the other positions where the other teams are at. Um, who do they have in the bowl game again? Alabama's got Michigan. Michigan, right? I love that. That's fun. That's yeah. That's that, interesting. Yeah. That is that. So like they didn't get robbed that badly. 
I mean, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs at all. With Tua gone, they're not no, the same no, no. team. And they lost to Auburn, so they're right behind Auburn. And they get to play Michigan in a bowl game. Like, I, I don't, I don't see anything really worth complaining about in that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not being uh, a hater. I just, I'm not being a hater. I'm just saying, like, that's a very, that's a New Year's Six quality type of matchup. You don't have your, your star quarterback, which that team is insanely talented. But it doesn't matter. Tua was a huge part of what made them legit. So, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. All right. I th- I think they're a little low, but I, I, I get it. You know, who are you going to put them ahead? Maybe I think you could put, put, put them at a Utah or Penn State. Um, I, I think they I can think compete with them low. all. I think they can compete with them all, but at the same time, without Tua, like, I don't know that they're better than them. So I think they could I, yeah. compete with any team between five and, you know, any uh, five down. They, they could be as good as number five, but I don't know that. And so they have a chance to kind of prove that against Michigan. That they're yeah. that they're you know if they go out and blow out Michigan it's like oh man they really were ranked too low but if they go out and yeah. it's close it's like okay maybe it was even and if they lose maybe it's like maybe, maybe they were overranked so yeah. I think they got a bowl game that gives them a chance to prove that point. Yeah, my last uh, my last comment on this I'm excited about the the top four because this quarterback too, man. foursome man Burrow Fields Lawrence Hurts this is insane this is a great matchup in the year of the transfers the transfers three of the four transfers um i think it's gonna be an exciting top four man i'm I'm ready for bowl season i think the the committee got it right obviously as far as top four i think they missed a couple things going down the line but overall i'm excited about all these big time bowls and some of the smaller bowls let's go let's do it first game december 20th in the bahamas and frisco texas All right, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening to Neutral Site. We appreciate being your college football podcast. And whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or even Google Podcast, make sure you go in there, subscribe, and better yet, leave us a review. We want your feedback. Uh, Don't forget to check out our show notes at NeutralSitePodcast.com. That site also has links to all of our social media accounts. But you can follow us, hit us up on Twitter at NeutralSiteCast. On Instagram, we're at neutral site. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope you can use these overlooked stories and underused data at the tailgate this weekend.